pastor often asks um, us a good bit of the time, and once a week I can count on it, that he'll ask, what have you been reading and what has the Lord been speaking to you during this week? And there was this particular day that he asked me this question. I remember looking at him, I remember thinking, I'd just gotten back home from Mississippi, being with my mom, and I was at the hospital with her. And um, I was there, and I remember I was in search of coffee. I, I don't know this hospital, so I was running around trying to find any place that sold a decent cup of coffee. And I saw this sign actually above this coffee shop called Cups. It said, the God of peace be with you right there in a main traffic area corridor of this hospital, it just said, the peace of God be with you. So while I'm waiting on my order to get ready, my cup of coffee, I grab my phone out of my pocket, and I Google that scripture, because I know it's in there. I just, off the top of my head, I couldn't figure it out. And it said Romans. And I get to reading through the chapter and looking at it, and I realize, okay, he's ending a prayer here. Prayer here. But I was like, at the same time, I was thinking, there's so many people walking around these corridors inside this hospital. And they're needing that peace. God's peace, not what the world says is peace, but the Lord's peace. Some of them are waiting by bedside praying for good news on a test or praying that a, good, a, a surgical procedure went well. And then you've got that son that didn't get such good news, and you've got family members walking out a journey that they never would have chosen. And I was like, Lord, you know, be with these people here at this hospital. Give them that peace that only you can give, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I felt the nudge, and he said, that was for you. I was like, okay. He said, you need my peace right now. He said, you've got so focused on everything that's going on around you that you've, put, you've taken your focus off of me and you've put it on this problem, that you've put it on this thing that you're going through. And by doing that, you took your eyes off of me and now you're sinking. He said, because all your thoughts, well, what happens if the doctor says this or what happens if this goes wrong? You're so caught up in this, you keep forgetting that I have the final say in everything. I was stunned. I go back to my mom, I sit down, and I kind of shelf it a minute. And then it come back to me. I remember thinking, you know, it's, it's so easy for, for people to get so caught up in stuff that we have to walk through and tribulations that will come our way or stuff that we see loved ones walking through that we would never choose from them and they certainly wouldn't choose it for themselves. It's so easy to get wrapped up in all that. And I'm not saying it's not important because, I mean, yeah, it is. But I remember I've told, I told some kids sometime, we were talking one time about stuff, and I told them, I said, Jesus will do two things when you're in a storm. I said, he's either going to calm that storm or he's going to calm you within the storm. I said, you, you can take that one to the bank. One of those two things will happen each time. You're either going to be calm or the storm is going to get calmed. And I got to look and I'm like, God, but you're not calming my storm this time. It's like I'm drowning. It's like everything's coming. He said, but I can calm you if you'll let me. I'll give you that peace. I said, okay. Because I've got people, I've seen it, I've done it, and I've seen it in my family get so caught up. Well, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Why did it have to happen to her? Life ain't fair.
And all that may have a little bit of validity in it, but Christ's Christ, peace reigns supreme in our lives if we let it. And even though things may not always be easy, but with Christ's peace in our lives, we can still get through it. I've seen that more now than what I have in the past. In John 14, 27, it says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Matthew Henry added to it in his commentary. He said in there, it does not compliment, Jesus does not compliment you with peace. Be unto you. He said, and it's not a formality, but it's a real blessing. The peace Jesus gives is of such a nature that the smiles of the world cannot give it or the frowns of this world cannot take it away. In a lot of the worldly things, you look at peace, you look at their idea of happiness and peace. I was scrolling through Google trying to find some examples, but then I saw so much, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going there, so I just got off Google. But for a lot of people, that are, it, all, it all began and ended with what they had in the bank, um, what big movie role they got next. That was their peace. That was what made them happy. That was, I read somewhere, said, that, that's, that's my Savior right there. What I do for a living, that, that's my Savior. That's what... Gives me pleasure, that's what gives me peace. When all that's going well, I'm okay. And I was like, yeah, because that's temporal. Because stuff can go wrong in the real world. It can go, and then that peace is gone. I'm not going to base my peace or my salvation off what a movie star or anybody says is the next big thing. But... John 16, I found this too. It said, I have told you these things so that, so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In the midst of tribulations of this world, it is the duty and the interest of Christ's disciples to be of good cheer. To keep up their delight in God, whatever is pressing, and their hope in God, whatever is threatening, as sorrowful indeed, in compliance with the temper and climate, and yet always rejoicing, always cheerful, even in tribulation. The, the ground of encouragement is this, I have overcome the world. I like Matthew Henry. His commentary is pretty good. He's, I'm, he's about the only one I'll read. But like in there, Jesus said, you know what? I've overcome it. Any trouble we may face, he already overcame it. Anything we go through, it never catches, up by surprise, catches him by surprise. It may come out of nowhere to us, but he already knew. Matthew Henry also went on to say, he said, the peace, of, the peach, the peace which Christ give, it gives is infinitely more valuable than that which the world gives. The world's peace begins in ignorance, consists with sin, and ends in endless troubles. Christ's peace begins in grace, consists with no allowed sin, 
and ends at length in everlasting peace. That's the peace I want. That no matter what comes, no matter what way may knock me over, that if I'm lined up with Christ, this won't get me. Regardless of what the outcome may be, whether it be good or whether it be bad, I can still have his peace and I can still be joyful in anything that surrounds me and not allow what goes on around me to dictate how I'm going to behave. You know, sometimes you can look at people and you would never know some of the things that they have walked through. You would never know the loss or the grief that they've endured or that they've suffered because of the way they carry themselves. Always smiling, you know, always ready with encouragement or, you know, I strive really hard to be like that, but sometimes I miss the mark. But I was looking through some history and some stuff with history, and there was this gentleman that was born in 1828 in October. Later on, him and his uh, wife ended up being close personal friends and supporter of Dwight L. Moody. This, this gentleman was a successful, successful lawyer. He was a partner in a very huge, thriving law firm. Looking in, that family had it good, wealthy, had no problems. Then the Chicago fire hit. And when the Chicago fire hit, he lost a very sizable part of real estate that he had purchased to develop the part of Chicago. He lost it all. And then in that time, him and his wife suffered the loss of their child of scarlet fever. The baby was four. So two years after the fire, and it'd be 1873, he decided, you know what, we need a break. We've gone through enough. <laughs> we need to clear our heads. We're going to take a vacation. So he decided that his wife and kids were going to go to Europe. And they just, he decided upon England because Dwight L. Moody was going to be preaching there later on. And they wanted to hear him and see their friend. Well, sometimes business does what business does. It delayed him. So he sent his wife and kids on ahead. Later on, that, that ship that they were on got hit by a... Um, an iron sailing vessel. When the wife made it on to England, Anna sent her husband a telegram that said, Saved alone. The story goes that when he, he got on the ship to go to where? To get to his wife, to get to England. But his daughter that was born after all this wrote a book and she was quoted in there saying that when they got to her, they believed the ship had sank. He went out on deck and he looked and then it said he went down to his cabin. And when he went down to his cabin, he penned the words to probably one of the, great, one of the most beautiful hymns I think I've ever heard. But it came out of such grief. I can't imagine what 
But in that cabin, he penned the words, and peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. He goes on after they have his wife Anna gives birth to three more kids after all this is said and done. They lose actually another child passes away due to scarlet fever again. They adopt another child. And then three days or so before his 60th birthday, he passed away himself. And he was buried in Jerusalem where he had been working over there. But it got me to thinking today when I was working on it, and that song just popped in my head. I couldn't imagine writing that, whatever my lot, after what him and his wife were dealing with. It is well. That's that peace right there, I believe, that surpasses all understanding and that only the grace of God can give. But we have to let him. Myself or anyone, it's easy to stay focused on what's going on wrong. But I think staying positive, even when everything's going crazy, Thanking God, even when you're like, God, what are you doing? Why now? Saying, no matter what, it's well. Because I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to love you. It may hurt. But it'll be okay. Because I've seen that you can't stay busy enough to get past what's going on around you. Because at the end of the day, it's still there waiting. And it'll keep you up at night if you let it. But I've, I've seen here lately that beginning and end of my day in prayer, finding anything that I can thank God for, that I can praise him for makes my day go a little bit better. And then you build on that. And then that grows. And then when that grows, your faith grows. And the peace in your life grows. In this world, we need his peace. We need his mercy. We need his guidance. Lord knows I do. <laughs> but let's just take it one day at a time. One event at a time. 
and just say, you know what, God, no matter what, this day is yours. Let your peace reign in my life no matter what goes on around me. And don't let me be affected by what goes on around me, but you help me to handle what it is. That has helped me. Because there's been points here lately where the things that I've been dealing with with my mother, and it's no hardship at me to help her, help take care of her. I love my mom. But when you hear grim news from a doctor, it's so easy to get caught up in God, well, what if this treatment does not work? What if instead of this, she only gets X amount of time? What if it goes in another way? And I would stay up nights thinking, well, am I, is, my, is tonight going to be the night my phone's going to ring and my stepfather's going to tell me, okay, we had to rush your mom to the hospital. Because in my mind, that's a very real possibility. But I would put in that situation, rob me of the peace that Christ intended for me to have. Even in the storm, his peace can reign supreme. And I've resolved that Jesus, no matter what, you get the praise, you get the glory. That no matter what, it's in you alone where my hope is found, where my peace is found. I will trust in you regardless of this outcome. And as a daughter, I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to do everything within God's power to make sure she's saved before she crosses into eternity one day. Because the doctors may say one thing, and I love medical fields. Don't get me wrong, I do not knock it at all. I have a great respect for medical medical field. But they don't get the final say. Jesus does. So, that's what I'm going to risk. Because I've learned... that if the enemy can get me distracted and get me consumed on what's going on around me, and the way my personally, I will obsess with it. I will drive my husband up the wall. Well, what if this happens? What if, well, what if it does? That's what he tells me. Are you going to be okay? No, no, it's not. And he's a saint to put up with that because I do that sometimes on a regular basis until I get my focus back where it needs to be. Because the way I'm choosing to look at this now, regardless of what happens, when my mother, and I'm not going to say if in front of that no more, when my mother accepts Jesus into her life, I've got the hope and the reassurance that I will see her again if and when she departs from here. And that's comforting, and that gives me peace in the ground, and I ain't ready for nothing that's coming on that. But in any situation, there's peace to be found. Because we serve the master. We serve the greatest physician in the world. Whatever we need, he is. And whatever thing we're facing, he's already done gone before and took care of it, and he's handled it.
Jesus didn't want us to be miserable. He didn't want us to live where we're worried all the time or we're fearful all the time. And they're walking around here and we have anything but peace. Because we, we've got that hope. We can take heart. Even though troubles may come, even though tribulations will come, our Lord and Savior has overcome the world. Thank you tonight for letting me share what um, the Lord has been speaking to me and working with me in. And I pray that we all have that peace. That peace that only Jesus gives and the world cannot take it away. Father God, I thank you for tonight. Jesus, I thank you for the peace that you give that surpasses all understanding, Jesus.
Lord, I give 2019 to you. I give myself to you. I give Brenda and I offer ourselves as living sacrifices to you, Lord, and that this year belongs to you.